Split Line Off-Road Podcast. Side by side, Borch gets a better line. Oh boy, we got wheel to wheel right here. String. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell gonna try to dive bomb down the inside. No, can't get the line he wants. Duval is in control. We open back up. Here comes Neil once again. He's going for the pass. Oh, bumping going on. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, with me today, as always. Brandon White here, guys. What is up? Episode 072 coming at you. We got a special guest in studio, Brendan Poling, XC3 Pro, is in studio, ready to talk it up with us after we've been... We're a little bit late today, guys. We're, we apologize. So, Brendan, we apologize. What's up, buddy? Oh, how's it going? No, not too bad, man. We're ready to get at it. This is, uh, We've had a little bit of technical difficulties yeah. today. It's been a little bit uh, yeah. interesting getting this thing going. We're blaming it on Cooper. <laughs> I mean, if you want to blame it on me, yeah, that's blaming fine. It on him. you got to blame it on somebody. Somebody's got to be the scapegoat, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brendan, thanks for coming to the studio, bud. Yes, sir. No no problem. Yeah, yeah. man. We're excited to get, uh, get after it, talk some GNCC racing, talk... Yeah. Uh, what's been going on with your season this year but first before we get going we have got to thank our awesome sponsors first and foremost we got to thank guts racing since 1985 they've been in the business of making the best seat covers the best seat foams bar none out there don't ask me ask people like joel hetrick thad duvall uh craig delong uh they Best seat covers in the game. They keep you hooked to the seat. Uh, oh, yeah. Most style. Style performance for you? Uh, we haven't asked that question. Performance. Yet. Performance? Performance. I think they look sweet. Uh, we got, thanks, seal savers. Um, if you got forks, if you got coil savers on, you need to save the seals. That's all, right. all I'm saying because you guys put so much money in all this, you know, suspension equipment. Save it, right? Right. Yeah, uh, and you can do that now with discount code SPLITLINE uh, to save 25% off of anything. Um, when it comes to mountain bikes, dirt bikes, ATVs, UTVs, save it all. Yep. They've been in business for 20 years over there on the West Coast, and they are making their way to the East Coast through split line off road so we're <laughs> excited about uh, helping them out and and uh we're gonna need to do a giveaway soon with them yeah we do so yeah we also got to thank sunstar chain and sprockets best chain and sprockets in the game made out of hard how what is it Brandon? case hardened steel. case hardened steel <laughs> i always mix it up yeah but uh the best uh sprockets and chains in the game yep. uh save 30 percent off of uh, anything on their website by using the code splitline 30 to save on them uh we also got to thank um xc gear right xc gear is is brought to you or i'm or sorry brendan xc gear <laughs> is bringing brendan polling to this show today that's right that's right so uh brendan runs the uh, mako 360 brendan what do you think of the mako 360 Absolutely love it. Um, definitely keeps down an arm pump. You know, those big G out hits that we hit in GNCCs, you know how rough the tracks are. It makes it a lot easier on your wrist throughout a three-hour race. Um, takes away the arm pump. And like I tell Lance all the time, when I crash real hard, that bars don't move. So 
That's definitely a good thing. <laughs> I don't have twisted bars when I pick the bike up. I usually like to lay it down a couple times a race. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's for, I mean, that's for sure. What's, um, what's pretty cool, I'll, I'll add it on, is like the things that you can add on to the bar clamp. Like I saw he had like some like, like little ball that you can just take one bolt out, bolt it in, and then attach something to it and like your phone or, you know, anything, any kind of device. So yeah. You can use it for all if all types of riding. Yeah, yeah, and then not only just the Mako, but you got the Hammerhead as well. I need mm. one of them for the mountain bike, because um, you know I'm, yeah, I'm big mountain bike guy yeah. over here, as you it's saw big. on on uh, Instagram this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then you got the foot pegs. Do you run the spurs? Uh, no, I currently do not. Um, I definitely would like to try them in the future. Yeah, they look like they would make the ride a little bit more comfortable. I need one because I kind of bit one. <laughs> you bent a foot peg? Yeah. How'd you do that? A lapper got in the way. <laughs> Were you the lapper getting in the way? No, no. <laughs> Usually that's what happens when I'm on the dirt bike, but no. I was coming up on a guy and I got real tight. He was real slow. He was in the rut. He kind of was coming out of the rut, so I just gunned it. I thought he'd be out of the way and yeah. wasn't. I just kind of just, boom. I got up and my foot bag was all bent in and everything. I was like, oh. Brandon, do you believe that we actually are able to give away a Mako um, on this show? Uh, we did it two weeks ago. We yeah. gave away a Mako for um, our fantasy game, and we're going to be giving another one away here uh, next month. So excited about that. Um, and did you know that you can actually run one on an ATV as well? Yeah, I have I have seen that. Because um, I actually have seen a couple of the, I think, one or two of the pro ATV guys, I believe, had someone this week. I seen them as they were going by. Nice, oh. nice. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to see. It's cool to see uh, the Mako kind of making the uh, the scene at the GNCC yeah. and and becoming like extremely popular there right. as well. But uh, actually, Brandon is not just brought to you by <laughs> XC Gear. He's also also brought to you by Mountain State Hair Scramble because he runs the series as well. Yeah. So. Uh, um, you know, Richie runs an awesome series over there. We're excited to have him on board here helping us out. And, um, uh, Brendan, you're going to be at the next race, the next uh, Mountain State race? Uh, yeah, I should be. Um, that's the, kind of the plan. So uh, definitely like to run his series. Um, it's a good seat time, you know, between the nationals and stuff. And there's no practice like race practice. So yeah, yeah, that's right. I definitely like to hit as many locals as I can. That's right. So, hey, this show's going to be an awesome show. We got Brendan. We're going to be talking to him uh, about his season, what's going on in his life, and uh, uh, what's he, what he's been seeing out at the GNCC. We're also going to have Ricky Russell on here in a little bit. We're going to talk to him about coming back from, you know, he had an injury earlier this season and uh, missed two rounds, and he was back this weekend and put a really good performance on it. I think he ended up finishing seventh overall. Yeah. Uh, so pulled the whole shot. Pulled the whole shot. Highest scorer in uh, um, in uh, yeah split line fantasy, so uh, we're excited to talk to him. Um, but uh, let's break down real quick uh, fantasy stuff. Yeah, that's, that's what I was getting ready to pull up because we were so much in technical difficulty. Uh, probably forgot to do that, right? Yeah, we did forget to do that. <laughs> that's what I'm pulling up. So, so what do you think about Supercross? <clears throat> Oh, man, Just I think it was extremely this. boring this weekend. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, there was some exciting things. Did you see Dino Wilson? Yeah, what happened to him? that poor guy. Yeah, yeah he got a pretty good <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Did, did you guys see the video um, from his social media, like oh. from him in the hospital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked pretty gnarly. I mean, <laughs> he didn't show anything, but yeah, yeah. Ten yeah. inches. Ten inches is a big deal. Ten, so. ten inches is a, is a Did, deep. Didn't he say the doctor could literally put her hand, her hand in his butt? In his butt. <laughs> in his third. And, and, and not, in, not in a regular hole, but in another <laughs> hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 
I was listening to another uh, uh, show. I was listening to uh, Main Event Moto, and they were talking about how um, they were like, "Where did it actually go?" And they did. This is before he put his social media out, and they were like, "I don't know," but he was bent over in the middle of the track, and they were like trying to figure out what was going on. So it's speedy recovery to him. He seems to when he crashes, it seems just to be massive, massive. Yeah. So yeah. does Tomac have it? Pretty good. Oh, Tomac's got it wrapped yeah. up, right? He's just cruising at this point. I think as long as he stays, you know, just consistent, no big crashes, he, I think it's his championship yeah. to lose. I mean, at this point, yeah. um, he's been the most consistent guy all year. At this point, I'm actually looking more forward to the outdoors and what's going to happen there. We got. Did you uh, see where Ferrandez is, is yeah, I figured he would be doing that. He'd pull out and uh, uh, focus on the uh, outdoors uh, to <laughs> – you know, back up that championship. Mm -hmm. But, and then we also got potential of European riders coming over. Yeah. Jeffrey Hurling's purse might be coming over. So the full season, the that would be crazy. I would really yeah. be interested to see Especially how that with goes. Especially on the Yamaha and well, he's been riding good and it, everything. It'd be hard to root. It'd be hard to root for Hurling's because like, man, if he comes over oh. here and waxes everybody, <laughs> that's going to be a little stinger, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. These tracks over here, they're a different style of racing, um, considering, you know, from the European stuff to over here. Um, I still think with Tomac riding the way he is, and he's a better outdoor rider, I think, than what he is Supercross. So I, I would imagine he's going to probably do the same thing he did this Supercross season on outdoors. I yeah. think he's just going to carry that momentum right into it. And uh, I definitely think it'll be a great battle to watch. You know, if Hurlings does come over, though. Yeah, for sure, because I keep thinking about how fast Tomac is on that Yamaha and how much power that Yamaha has, and he uses the outsides at the Nationals, outside to outside to outside with that power, man. It's it's going to be insane, and and uh, he gave up Ferrandez a run, run for his money last year after he got going um, after High Point, so it's going to be interesting. And he looks happy. He yeah. looks happy and comfortable. It just looks like a completely different Eli Tomac. You don't have those weird like one-off rides mm -hmm. where he ends up just like going backwards in a race. Right. Um and then another interesting thing about the outdoors this year is Mookie's running the yeah. outdoors. Yeah. So I'm that's not something you've I thought seen. he was going to be done with the knee when he wrecked. Did you see like how his knee I don't It, know if you it looked it. a little it looked a little <laughs> suspicious the way the way it twisted. I was like, Ugh, I'll be honest man. with you, I missed the the third um race, race last weekend. I watched the first two and I'd missed the third yeah. one. I haven't got to watch it yet. Spoiler alert. So Brandon, what what went on in uh, fantasy? All right, so on Rocky Mountainside, um, of course Jeremy DeWitt, um, he's ranked like five hundred and twenty fifth overall. Rocky Mountain, all, so he's killing it in our league. And then you got Ronnie B one hundred and nine and B Moretto in third. Uh, Guthrie four four one, which is Jed Guthrie um, in fourth. And then Jay, and then Mick Ivory in sixth, and MX Girl. Then Big Ben in eighth, and that's Rocky Mountain. And then over to all right. So for the pulp side, um, mm -hmm. for the weekend, Justin Groff scored the highest points. Did you see, he, 324. He messaged me and he finished 45th overall. That's wow. out of like 5,000. Did he want, did he win? I think it was like, is it top 50 that wins something or is it top 40 like every week? Uh, probably his luck, probably top 40. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he finished 45th. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Mr. Po Poopy Butt uh, took second and then Mason so, Soul took third. Our. <laughs> Our listeners, Jesus. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> GNCC 62243 took fourth. And then you took fifth. I did? Uh, yeah. I didn't even see that. And I took sixth. And then let's go Brandon Humble. seventh. 
and <laughs> Cal Murray took eighth. And then for the series overall, I'm pretty sure it's still Mason. If my phone would pop up. Hey, Doug Kirk, don't worry. We're late too, bud. It's been a uh, absolute it's, crap show over here yes. uh, earlier. So we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, bud. Right. I don't know. There we go. Yeah, Mason Still Sabres is uh, still leading the points. Of course, he's yeah. the one up winning. Yeah. Yeah. Those uh, <laughs> those West Coast guys, they got they got the inside scoop when just, it comes to just, just to let him know he's getting the uh, Still Saver <laughs> Still Saver bundle. <laughs> He's going to get the seal saver bundle. Uh, I'm just messing. Yeah. Uh, so then we, over in the split line fantasy, the most important fantasy, Tyler Ticknell won uh, with 189 points this weekend. But due to some uh, um, team time frame yeah. issues, uh, the prize went to Josh DeNoble, who finished second. I guess so. Uh, so he ended up getting the Sunstar Chain and Sprocket kit. Awesome. I don't know about you, but winning that for just playing split line fantasy yeah. is a pretty sweet prize. Well, heck yeah, man. Yeah, and then uh, Scott Connors finished third, Austin Hayhurst fourth. We're not going to mention the guy to finish fifth. Yeah, because I'm uh, still uh, leading the points, right? Yeah, Brandon's still leading the points. Brandon, <laughs> over, in, over in the points, Brandon is... Guys, we gotta step it up. Somebody's gotta step it up, or I'm gonna have to do like some <laughs> kind of like uh, main like malfunction yeah. of the computer. Mm-hmm. I'll be, uh, I, I'm keeping tabs myself. Yeah, you know, making sure you don't mess me up out of it. So Brandon's know. winning with seven fifteen. Yeah. Zach Bothwell, uh, six eighty six. Uh, come on, man, we gotta. I got some comfort. I got yep. a little bit of comfort. William three sixteen, uh, then Billy Bebot, and then I'm in fifth. I'm creeping my way up there. Yeah. So. So Brandon, so when when you get close, are you feeling that real good top twenty? You know, just let me know. <laughs> He's yeah, like, because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> you'd be big points. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that's the plan. You know, we're moving north, so yeah, uh, yeah. Like, a, like we were talking earlier, I just there's just wee little something that once I figure that out, then I definitely think we'll be there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not stressed yet. We still got it's long series. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So uh, yeah, we still got what eight more rounds, and yeah. uh, all of them are north. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> well, let's all get, of them are pretty close to us too. Yeah, yeah, let's get into your season so far. So you're currently sitting fifth in points. Yeah. Um, you've had kind of like you've been around that fifth place. Um, position all season long uh how do you feel about uh your ride so far this year you're on the 125 um you know it's been different from you know coming from the xc2 class to going to the xc3 and on the 125 uh how, how's your season been um the first round i was okay with a fifth uh second round i think i got six and i was like yeah then you know so i'm never happy unless i'm like winning so <laughs> yeah, right. yeah so to speak um and then like i mean even if i do win i'm still not happy with myself there's things that you know you can always work on and uh yeah i mean there's just something that i got to get figured out just a little bit but i think once that happens and i feel like it's going to happen soon and i'm going to take these three weeks off that we got here and try to really figure it out and uh you know we're i feel like coming in to these northern rounds you know top five in points um with eight rounds left, I mean, anything can happen, and I can make up a lot of points. That's kind of the plan. And, uh, you know, Indiana is the next round. So, um, I mean, that's one of my favorite races of the year. So, hopefully uh, I find that little that little thing that's going <laughs> to put me up front. So, right. <laughs> so these uh, past, you know, southern rounds of sand, that's not that's not quite your cup of tea <laughs> coming nah. from a, a West Virginia boy? <laughs> not, not for me. Uh, I mean, I, I love riding that stuff. Um, I did – I don't feel like I get to spend enough time down south over the winter to yeah. really go down there and just kill it, which, I mean, hopefully next year we can. You know, I re- 
I feel like if you, you need to be down there for a couple months before the first couple rounds, you know. Um, and then, I mean, I go down there for two or three weeks, and then I come home, and then, you know, with the weather the way it is up here, we kind of you ride when you can yeah. until springtime now, and finally the weather's breaking, and I've been getting a lot of riding in. Um, so hopefully I can go down there and actually, you know, stay even into the first two or three rounds come next year, or, you know, so – yeah we're good yeah. so a lot uh, a couple of people i'll talk to was wondering wh- why the shift back to xc3 onto the 125 um i'm i'm a little guy so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i figured the 125 would be good for me um i grew up on two strokes love two strokes um yeah that and i it's honestly a little bit cheaper on me yeah. to ride the xc3 class yeah. i think versus riding the xc2 um so I mean, I feel like I got to get a shot as anybody at winning races and, you know, in this XC3 class right now as we stand. And uh, I just got to get – just put the pieces together. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it will come. That so. XC3 class is no joke. You know what I mean? No, Those guys not. are hauling, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, you know, of course, everybody, it seems like two-stroke world is coming back because of that. It's cheaper. Yeah. It's cheaper it's to cheaper. run a two-stroke. I mean, uh, I kind of wish I had a 300 right now. I mean, I got a 450, but <laughs> uh, I keep telling the wife, I'm like, oh, I need a two-stroke because it's just cheaper to rebuild, you know, and yeah. take care of and maintenance. And- nice change of pace, too, because we've been on four-strokes. Uh, even the last year and a half, I even rode youth bikes. Um, 2014, yeah. So, 14 was my last year on youth. Um and we were on 150Rs then, and I've been on four-stroke till now. And that's also been a big change, you know, just how light the bikes are, the two-strokes are versus the four-stroke. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just different, like your cornering. And then especially on the 125, how much momentum you got to carry. Um, versus, Yeah, versus, <laughs> you know, relying on that power to pull you out of a turn or you got to be really smooth on your lines. You can't just bury it into, like, a, you know, a big sand berm or something. You just can't come in and run it wide and really bury it because – you just don't have the power like you do off a 250F or a 252 stroke or something, you know. So, um, yeah, I think that's also a big thing I need to work on is line choices right there. I mean, I, I see it, you know, yeah. throughout the race. So, um, line choices would definitely be a big yeah. thing to work on. So, right. Like make – like, I you know, I kind of transfer that as like – like you, you keeping your power on the outside of a, like long sweeping turns rather than like dive bombing down and then half like you said rely on that power to pull you back up out something yeah. like that yeah or you know even coming in so hot that you know you you jam the brakes and then kill okay. the power on yeah. that 125 and then expect it to pick back up right it doesn't work as you know right. <laughs> as good as it would like because i got a 252 stroke too and uh like you can come into something and just just crack the throttle halfway through man and that thing will just come alive and you can jump anything you can do anything so it almost the 250 almost makes you lazy oh yeah <laughs> riding the 125 so yeah for and that's sure. what we've heard a lot about you know two stroke versus four stroke like you have to work more on the two on the two stroke mm-hmm. to to get you up there and, and to and it takes a lot more like like you said just consistent being on it yep. um so when you're running the mountain state races, are you also running the two stroke or are you running the four stroke? Well, I'm riding a two fifty two stroke. I have been at the last two of those events. Okay. Um I'll probably uh I'd say the next one I'll do probably ride my two fifty again. Um I'm definitely gonna bring the one twenty five out to a few of them. Um might actually just run the one twenty five at the next one and get a little more seat time before we head to the national with it. Yeah. So that's probably not a bad idea either. Right. Yeah. Now before the show you were actually we were talking about um 
about you practicing on the 125 and you were talking about uh, riding moto on it and you said that uh, your lap times were actually like way faster on on the two stroke versus the four stroke well my 125 versus my 252 stroke. Oh, okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. gotcha yeah because yeah, we went did a we went to the little moto track um track 93 up the road okay, okay. And, uh, yeah we were uh, riding up there and uh the first time I ever even rode to 125, we just bought it. I took it straight there. Um, I was on my 250 for, you know, two or three weeks. So I had a little bit of seat time on it and uh, did some laps on it. And then I got on the 125 and I was going faster on it. And I think I think it's just more of like th- that track over there and, you know, stuff. It's not as quite as deep and rough as the GNCC. Right, so. right. I could really rail everything on the 125 versus, you know, trying to manage that 250 power. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I just got to get smoother on it. <laughs> right. And make it kind of work at the nationals. You right. Know? So. right. Right. We were actually talking, uh, last show we're, we're planning on having a, like a split line rod day out at the, out at uh, track 93. So, uh, you have to come out and eat some hamburgers with us when we get to do that. <laughs> For sure. I'm down with that. <laughs> So let's get into uh, the last GNCC weekend a little bit before we uh, before we get Ricky Russell on the line. Um, man, talk about let's talk about the ATV race real quick. Yeah. What a battle, what a battle. between yeah. Walker uh, Walker and and Bryson Neal. Those guys just man, yeah. if they can keep doing this all season, it's going to be a wild year. It is. It is. It it's impressive how um, how how they. The, I wish I could have been like on that drone but like in the trees with them those last two laps because you could just watch it on tv and you're like oh man like we just lost him again it was like a yo-yo effect and i thought it was pretty cool and i don't know what you guys thought but like in that last was it like maybe that last mile looked like bryson had fowler beat like it looked like it was coasting it in and like all at once fowler came within bike links yeah into the last turn and it was just crazy because it seemed like that was working like that all day long for him well, at least the last two two laps. Yeah, they seem to elevate each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and it just seems to be like, man, they, they keep elevating each other. And uh, it's almost like, man, you really hope that it doesn't come down to a breakdown or anything like that. But with the ATVs, you never know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I only I got there um, right before the end of the of their race um, is when I pulled in. And uh, I got to watch a little bit of the end of it, you know, the last lap and a half. And um I think Neil was just kind of going for it at the end. You could kind of tell, and uh, it paid off, and he got himself another win. That's kind of his style. Yeah, that's always been his style, and I don't know if you could like break him of it. (laughs) And at this point, it's like, man, if you're winning, it pays off. But uh, you know, we've talked about a lot about like you know what's kept Neil from a serious championship run has been that and like not settling for a second or a third place and like pushing it, pushing the bike a little bit past its limits because. There's not many people out there, but Neil does have the ability to like snap that machine in half uh, yeah. with the way that he rides it. Yeah. And um, um, I, you know, Brandon and I have talked a lot about how this year he's on Magna One Sports mm-hmm. um, or Magna One mm-hmm. Motorsports, and he uh, <clears throat> has got has that confidence of that team behind him versus when it was just him and his dad. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know, I think that team behind him really gives him confidence in that yeah. machine and be able to push it a little bit extra. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could just tell he's really comfortable. Um, when you're comfortable, you're going to go fast. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, he looks dialed in, and uh, I'd say that's how he's going to ride the whole year. I mean, <laughs> he looks dialed, so. <laughs> he looks good, man. Yeah. Does anybody else get a win in this class this year oh, between those two? Those two have to take each other out, <laughs> I think, so before someone else. I wouldn't. Uh, I think McGill will get snowshoe. You think no. McGill gets snowshoe? Oh, man. Fowler Do was... you think there'll be a mountain <laughs> left for you guys to ride on Sunday if McGill gets snowshoe on Saturday? No chance. Do they just burn, <laughs> just burn the mountain down to the ground? Oh, yeah. They, the, the fans, they, they love McGill. So. Yeah, they, they sure do. You know, we were actually – we had uh, Jay Shad on the on the line uh, last week, and, and uh, he's going to be probably on row two. That row two well, – McGill would also be on row, row two. two. Yeah. So – that yeah. the way that that snowshoe works out, it's pretty fun with the time adjustments from the top five to the top ten. Um, uh, there's been a lot of people win from row two. It's going to be interesting because this, um, I'm pretty sure Fowler and McGill are both tied for five with five wins, right? At snowshoe, I'm pretty sure. Yes, they're I, tied I, I up. I think there's something like five or four yeah. wins. Whatever. Think four. So th- this, yeah. this year's like the deciding factor kind of like who's who's more like right now it's Todd Mountain yeah you know yeah and Brandon and I were talking you know we go back to the Neil and um the the Neil and Walker thing Walker seems like he may have a little bit of an edge on Bryson on the more technical tracks which is the snowshoe and Bryson is more of like the like the Ironman that's more like wide open and a lot of a lot of momentum carrying type tracks yeah. bryson seems to be able to, to to play into that but uh man you can't count out old man mcgill when it comes to a good rocky <laughs> rooted track <laughs> yeah. yeah and jay he i mean i can tell he's been riding good as he won all the xc2 yeah races? he's won every, every single, single xc2 so, race i mean if he's starting on road two i wouldn't put it past him right. to not to not win an overall from you know xc2 and there's been there's been times um on time adjustment uh either after the first lap or second lap that he's actually been the overall leader Reader, yeah. um, from XC2. So you yeah. put that on row two at snowshoe, it could be a deadly combination because all he would have to do is catch up to one of the guys and just latch onto them just to jump, win. Just jump right on pace with whoever's leading and just follow him. And I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, it's been done before, so uh, it, it could definitely happen again. Hey, Matthew Jones, we, we will <laughs> be ordering some more shirts. He says we need to get some more XC or uh, 2XL yeah, shirts. Um, and then, hey, David, what's up, man? We appreciate you guys joining <laughs> us. Uh, so let's go, jump over to the bikes real quick. Hey, real quick, for you yes. do that, we need to throw a shout-out to uh, third-place guy for the quads. Oh, yes, we do. John Glotta Jr. That's right. Congratulations to him. Uh, first first podium of the career. Yeah. Uh, man, what a solid ride. Yeah. We were talking about him last week with Devin Masters. Um, he throws the he throws that quad around like it's a dirt bike. Yeah. He really <laughs> yeah, does. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty impressive. Nobody... Did, did you see that video he posted? Uh, he was riding a motocross track and he literally did throw it pretty much yeah. sideways. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's pretty intense, man. Yeah, you can see the skid plate and everything <laughs> well i i've noticed like even the quad guys even like the dirt bike guys where a lot of us just practice on moto tracks a lot anymore yeah. just for that raw speed yeah raw just, speed. you know that raw speed of trying to figure out your corner speed and you know things like that uh, definitely ups your reaction time so i can tell a lot of them guys have been spending a lot of time on moto tracks too yeah, yeah it really i mean it's it's you know brandon and i and we're talking on a much slower level than you guys. <laughs> we came from uh, motocross yeah. to woods racing, and I felt like it brought a certain a, 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 an intensity yeah. that you don't naturally have in the woods. Yeah. But when you're on a motocross track, well, it when just that seems gate to, drops, yeah, it's, it's like, just intense yeah. from it's from like, the time the yeah. gate drops until 
until until it's the over. Black flags, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, let's jump over to the, yeah, to the, the bike, bike side. side. You know, we had the question, does does anybody outside of Walker and Neil win a race this year? Well, I have the same question on the dirt bike side, but does anybody outside of Ben Kelly win this year? Do you think that we could possibly see a perfect season? I I think we could. Um, Ben's riding super consistent right now. Um, he's just riding so smooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it almost looks like he's not even trying, trying, so to speak. I mean, granted, he's definitely trying. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's just – everything's clicking, and uh, he, he looks good. He's definitely going fast, and it looks like he's just kind of getting that little bit of a gap, and he's just managing it and just riding his pace to the finish, you know? And yeah. Having a good time doing it. Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there anybody out there that is currently on – the XC1 line that do you think that could seriously challenge for a win, or do you think it's going to come down to if he does get challenged for a win, it's going to be when Stu comes back, when Strang, um, Strang comes back. He should be back soon. We talked to Thad last week. He's going to try to come back before the end of the season, but all these guys are also on the mend. Yeah. So, you know. I'll tell you what, man. If Trevor Bollinger keeps it up, he used to he used to battle for um, K, KR and Thad for, for wins. So if he keeps it up, he gets back on the pace. He can give Ben Kelly a run for money, run for his money. I think, uh, I think definitely Josh Toad. Yeah. Um, he he stands a really good chance, and so doesn't Craig DeLong. I think so. Yeah. Um, and well, Jordan Ashburn also. I mean, them three right there. Um, I think are consistent. Um, and then you also got Lane. Michael. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lane's yeah. always had the speed to do it, and it's just been the. Lane has we've we we talked to Lane and it's always been like that third hour and just putting that last puzzle piece together. But the speed factor's always been there for Lane. So I think you know I think he's been on the mend too with that ankle. He has a lot of these guys been on the mend. Yeah, um, Lane's always had speed. I mean, he he grew up what twenty I think about fifteen twenty minutes up early from us. Um, But he uh, yeah, I mean he's always had sprint speed um, for sure. Um, I think he puts that that third hour together yeah I, I think definitely by the end of the year he, yeah i mean he, yeah, he could definitely win and then um, we can't forget about ricky russell two but, years ago before he really you know he suffered that pretty kind of crazy incident where he yeah. was bleeding pretty bad he would when he was doing that he was battling kr for the win mm-hmm. yeah yeah um ricky <laughs> there's so many guys that can win that's mm-hmm. the thing um it's just putting it together on any given yeah. weekend um just Ben's figured out how to put it together consistently in a KR fashion. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's what Caleb did um, and just consistently win. But, man, did, K- did Caleb even jump out to these huge leads and just manage it from that far away? It always seemed like Caleb kind of kind of ran with that maybe 30-second lead or or something like like a manageable distance like that. Like, Ben's running clear to like two minutes ahead of these guys, and, and it's it's wild to see like just the and I like I said, I know that there's been a lot of guys hurt and everything, but it's been pretty dominating now, this year. Now could that bite him in the butt? I mean, um, he almost had an incident right there in the sand whoops, the sand rollers. He yeah, he about ate it, <laughs> and and he said himself, he don't know what he was thinking, but you know could could pushing that hard or the, I yeah. don't know how hard he's pushing, but to pull two minutes ahead or a minute ahead. Everybody, you know, could that bite him in the end? You yeah. know what I mean? Could that cause him an accident? Yeah. You know? It, I mean, it definitely could. Um, when, you're, when you're pushing, I mean, things can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Caleb was very good at, you know, like you said, getting out just that little bit and just 
he would ride with you even you know right. and then just take off mm-hmm. and, right you know he knew how to he knew how to win the races at the end without you know? he knew how to win races without putting the maximum amount of effort in yes yes and little no mistake little to no mistakes you know he was very consistent and uh Kind of like what he did to Zach Osborne this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I watched a couple laps of that, too. <laughs> it looked like they were just kind of having fun, though. Didn't yeah, it? I, I could tell Caleb was just having fun, fun yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably been the first race for a while for him that he's got to just go and have fun. Yeah, you know? it's cool. It's cool seeing him out there. And he still came through the finish off with a ripped jersey, so something happened along the way. <laughs> but it was cool to see Osborne out there uh, as well. And um, um, I liked how they put the bounty on on both of their heads. Five hundred dollars on both of on both of them yeah. uh, for the girls to. They were to take trying. Them out. They, <laughs> their girls were trying. They man. were trying. They were trying. I tell you what, man, those girls are fast. They are. They're fast. They're definitely fast. <laughs> <laughs> They'd beat me any day. <laughs> well, we've had this talk with Stu, and uh, we had it with that actually last week. What would your thoughts be on, like, you know, potentially if they ever change the order of races, uh, of the way the races run, and, like, the women run the three hours? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Um... I, honestly, I don't even know what they even think about that. Uh, you know, if if that's what they want to do, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. move them to there. They're, they're a pro class, you yeah. know. Um, I don't I don't know how many of them are wanting to run in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. Um, but it would definitely get them out of that morning traffic too. Right. Yeah. That's you know? that seems to be the thing that 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 the the problem has been is is been the morning traffic. Yeah. And um, uh, I mean. As bad as the traffic is for you guys, it's the the traffic in the morning is double or triple the size. Yeah, because I mean everybody in the afternoon is pretty much uh, you know national riders from B to pro, yeah. and uh, everybody kind of has a good awareness to them. Mm-hmm. And then like you know in the morning you get some of the the local kind of guys that are out there riding, and then those girls are going pretty fast. Yeah. So I mean they come up on them quick. Right. And uh, you know. And it's a lot of times not anybody's fault. You know, they might come around and just come out of a corner super fast, and there might be somebody going slow and you know get taken out or whatever. Because I've heard, I've heard a lot of you know stories the last year or so of you know the, the girls, some one of them get taken out, you know, leading or whatever, right. coming in the last lap, you know, right. get taken out. Right. Or, um, so I mean. I have no clue what what they, they <laughs> want to do, you know. <laughs> Stu, I don't know if you heard our show with Stu, but he has this whole like he has it whole planned. He out. He has it all planned out. <laughs> he has it planned out to where you guys are racing on Saturday right after the ATVs, and basically Racer TV just takes the show and runs it right through, and has just a big like all the pros in one day. As a fan, I'm awesome. here for it, a hundred percent. Like I think that would be kind of cool to do yeah. the yeah. pro ATVs and pro bikes in one day, yeah. now, and then amateur races on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I agree with you. On Saturday, <laughs> the, tra- the tracks would be a lot smoother. Right. <laughs> Let that race on Sunday, not us. That's right. Well, and then also, like we talked about, could you imagine what a could you imagine what an Ironman Hill or a Howard's Hole would would, would look, look like, like after five, six hours of racing rather than like two or three at a time? It could be pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, definitely like the tracks change, though. Like I, I kind of – that'd be kind of sweet to run the pros all in one day because yeah. um, the morning lines versus our lines in the afternoon, um, the morning classes, they tend to make the ruts straight up and down Yeah. to where – 
the first couple laps is like a penton race it's super hard for us to ride in those ruts because you come into a turn and they're they're stood up mm -hmm. so they're kind of like we don't lean the bike over enough for you yeah, guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know after about first three laps and then we start carving you know lines that are laid over but it, it'd be kind of sweet to get those lines kind of early and yeah. be able to really run with them instead of trying to ride straight up and down yeah. ruts yeah yeah yep. yeah no, we, i think i think because cool. i think even throw the four by four uh, <laughs> pros in, in, in with yeah. the ATVs because I mean they're yeah. running just you know the same right. type of pace that 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 they could. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it, it'd be cool. It'd be interesting. I, I I think it'd be good for everybody. Just bikes, quads, the fans, or every, the whole the whole fan base. ATV women pro, they like could how, run that pace. I as mean, well. how many people do you? Because you see like Saturday quad race most of the time, and then Sunday when you're out there racing, like the the fans are sure in the woods are kind of trickling down as you guys are racing, right? Yeah, a little bit. Besides snowshoe, <laughs> you know, yeah. those people. They, I think they live down there all year <laughs> yeah. just to get ready for Howard's Hole and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, by the last two or three laps of our race, they really start trickling down a little bit, and like you, there, you see less people at like the hill climbs and the mud holes, right? And stuff, which, granted, they're getting to the finish to watch what you know whoever's going to win. And um, but yeah, I mean, I think. I think it'd be a good idea, yeah. maybe. I mean, it's something to try. I mean, yeah. and if it doesn't go to plan, you can always go back to the old schedule. And but. we've talked about it before, like, you know, uh, how Stu talked about how, you know, a lot of, the, you know, obviously if you put the women in, you could take a class out and put it over in the mornings um, on, on the amateur side, and that would help the lap crew or the lappers. It would help um, – it would help. Uh, it would help keeping the 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 professionals safe. Um, uh, you know, keeping your your the people that you're watch that you're paying to watch safe uh, safe for riding. Uh, but uh, we're getting joined by the uh, yeah. Let me, crew. You guys keep talking. I got you. Yeah. But yeah, I think it'd be really good. Um, and I, you know, I think there'd also be some time to do some of the youth races, like um, in the evening time or in the morning on Saturday, if you know, if it really came down to it. Um, of you know, just finding time for them. Yeah, because I think that's what they did at Ironman this year. Um, I believe they ran the youth on Saturday, mm -hmm. I, I believe. And then they had two morning races because of how many people were there. And that's that's another thing, man. That's those morning races, they're getting 1,000, 1,200 riders. It's crazy. I it's mean, crazy. That's a lot of traffic <laughs> on a 12-mile course. Harsh. you got 1,200 people. Yeah. Right. That's a lot of traffic to work through. But was, who was that one last week that was telling us – who, I can't remember who. It's pretty bad. Uh, it was um, Thad that was telling us by the time they're coming back around for their first lap, like that last line is just going off. Yeah, they're the they're, they're lapping guys as early as the the lappers third mile. Yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. That's I mean, insane. so they're only yeah. getting one lap of clean 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 traffic. air. Yeah, yeah because, before they get into lap traffic. Yeah, that's probably yeah, that's about right because yeah, I mean, the end of a second lap, we're usually catching people out of XC three, you know, and yeah. we're yeah. usually catching into them or you know around about that area. So yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. wild. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and get Ricky on. Yeah. Uh, we've kept him waiting long enough. So, uh, we'll get him on talk about his season so far this year. Yeah. Um, you know, Sally's, pretty awesome. Sally's doing after recovery and yeah, all that. Pretty awesome. See him come back and 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 whole put shot. on a good yeah whole shot and a good race. Yeah. Hello, Ricky. Yeah. Hey. How's hey, how's it going, man? It's Cooper and Brandon from the Split Line Show, man. No Appreciate worries. you coming on, man. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, we're joined in here uh, by Brendan Poling, uh, XC3 rider. Uh, he's kind of hanging out with mm -hmm. us this evening, and uh, yeah, we're ready to talk it up with you, bud. Sweet. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> so, uh, man, um, 
it was awesome to see you back at the races this weekend after, you know, uh, being off injury for a little while and uh, uh, came out swinging this weekend. Um, how's the, I know the season really didn't get off to the start that you wanted, but uh, um, it's got to feel good coming back and having a good race this past weekend. Yeah, no, for sure. It's been a, it's been a struggle, no doubt. Uh, 2022, come, I was hoping to come in like, better than ever knowing what to expect and just like was i finished 21 kind of like getting my speed back from uh missing all of 20 so yeah i was uh really coming into this year with high expectation expectations and i freaking got injured again so yeah and now it's just been a fight and a struggle getting going and felt good to get back out there this weekend and i wasn't quite where i need to be speed wise but get out there and fight with the guys a little bit and kind of see where I'm at. And just now we can build from there. Yeah. So what's this trick with that gas gas? Is that thing just fire up? Like, like by you just blowing on the button or what? Cause that, you've been pulling a lot of hole shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I'm two for three. I've only had three starts this year. I've got two of them. So, but yeah, no, it's the thing fires up. Well, I've, uh, I mean, we're, they all start pretty good. There's a little bit of technique to it. Uh, I don't, yeah, I've, I've always been a decent starter. I don't know why. I just <laughs> I think I practice them here and there. So um, I don't know. Yeah, it fires good. <laughs> we're dialed on the starts, that's for sure. It's yeah. just uh, um, you get out front, and then it's kind of like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been up here for a while. So, yeah, it's been, it's been good to get good starts, and the gas gas has been awesome. Yeah. So um, how's the shoulder? It was the shoulder you are hurt, right? Yeah, I uh, – broke my collarbone at the end of the season last year and i was like okay i got time so i'm gonna just let it heal i didn't do surgery or anything um looking back on it i wish i would have just done surgery and got it fixed because it was an ongoing thing where it i thought it was healed it wasn't healed i fell on it again i re-fractured it and then kind of um, gave it some time again and that was in january and then, so like preseason, that's when we're supposed to be grinding hard. And then I was kind of like thrown in a loop there where I couldn't, couldn't ride like I wanted to because I wasn't supposed to be yet. And so kind of stayed off the bike for a bit and then got back going and fell on it again in Florida. So, um, then that set me back and I was like, all right, we're going to let it get good this time. And it's, uh, it's been good now. So, yeah. Yeah. sounds like a long road, man. That's a. Dude, it's a, it's a roller coaster, no doubt, <laughs> all over the place, up and down, up and down. I'm like, oh yeah, it's getting better. We're ready to race, and then, bam, nope, no more, no more time, no more uh, recovery to go race. And then, not to mention it, like three weeks ago, I was like doing some shoulder therapy recovery stuff in the gym, and we were lifting a little bit, and then I smashed my hand in between two weights and broke the tip of my finger. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> was it a clutch finger? Was it it was a uh, front brake finger. Oh so, yeah. Well, I and, got a, I got a clutch finger. It's got some yeah, got bro- some stitches holding it together. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not fun. Not fun when you gotta use your lever. And it's like you try to switch fingers and it's like with for the front brake for me at least, I couldn't. I couldn't switch fingers. I tried and I was like it, I couldn't ride. I could ride, but I was just very terrible. Right. So <laughs> yeah, I, I just had to uh, had to tough it up, and yeah, now it's it's getting better. But it's that's the that's the more lingering thing now. It's just you want to think much of it, a tip of a finger. Call me a call me a wuss, but dude, it <laughs> it's annoying. Sucks. It's definitely but, yeah, annoying. <laughs> exactly. 
I don't know, man. I'm, I'm looking at Brendan's finger right now, and I wouldn't call him a wuss at all. That, that looks nasty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what happens yeah. when you smack a handlebar trying to pass somebody. <laughs> smack the metal bark buster running flags. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No fun. No fun at all. <laughs> no. So, uh, you know, talk us through, you know, you talked about off season and everything and how you came in really, you know, expecting a lot. This This whole season, it seems like, I'm not going to say it's been a, a letdown, but it's been kind of a damper on the season with a lot of, you know, the yeah. top guys. You guys have have really taken a hard hit when it comes to um, injuries and, um, um, you know, just, I don't know, just really walk us through, like, you know, I guess coming yeah. back uh, through that, from that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think it was a dampener for, like, just even the fans. Like, yeah. everyone was excited, everyone's healthy, and – I mean, we had a good front row going mm-hmm. around one, and then it was like, yeah, a matter of twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, round one, everyone's hurt. So, and then round two, more. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was like we Strang and myself at round two dropped out, and I wasn't healthy at round one, but we got through it. And then round two, I was feeling good, and yeah, me and Strang both hurt ourselves again in that one, and. It's kind of is a letdown. Um, it, everyone's everyone's fighting for it. We're all on. We're all going fast though. And that's the thing is everyone yeah. keeps getting faster and faster. So you, we are on the edge a little bit, but I don't know if that's why or the track. No one no one can point a finger at one simple thing why mm-hmm. everyone's hurt. But um, yeah, it sucks because even this weekend when I lined up, I think there was like eight pros. So. Yeah, it did look pretty pretty uh, small out there. <laughs> Yeah, which they're still getting good turnouts, but yeah, I think on a national aspect, it needs to look a little better on the front row. Right. Yeah, a full front row just it adds a good look to to the, to the series. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked. You, you talk about like you can't really point it to one thing. We had the same conversation with uh, Thad Duvall last week, and mm-hmm. we pointed to so many different things. Where from like you guys are. Are, are running a consistent pace that's almost more of like a motocross pace like and that extends you know through the whole GNCC series it seems like you guys are just running a really really fast pace from the beginning to the end and then we talked about how you know the training is just at an ultimate level you guys are more in shape than ever and then the e-bikes allowing you guys to basically memorize these tracks to where you're yeah able to pin it you know, first lap, first lap. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like you're saying, it's a combination of everything. Um, yeah. Where the fitness level just keeps getting higher and higher. It used to be like, we'd start off the race pretty fast and then kind of like, you you knew you had to pace yourself where now mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, it's, it's full blown moto the whole time. So, um, especially that first few, first two laps behind ben kelly i was like dude we are getting after it right now <laughs> but, yeah, i'm like i don't know yeah it's just a whole nother level we just keep i feel like it just keeps amping up and um yeah fitness the training the e-bikes like you said all that i think has a play in it and um i think a lot of lappers early on were a big deal because they had big turnouts and so when we're going that fast and then we're trying to take different lines that we aren't weren't planning on taking because of a lapper i think that sometimes then we hit something Mm -hmm. that's what happened to Stu. that's what happened to string he crashed into a lapper and 
um, yeah, I think that's a little bit of part of it, but uh, it seems like the turnouts have gone back down to where they were not as big, not quite as crazy as it was. So, so it's gas prices, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Thanks Joe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I say that every time uh, I pass a pump. <laughs> you pass sure one? Yeah. <laughs> I keep passing them. <laughs> keep yeah, the as, much, as long as you can, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. so since you're, we're back healthy and stuff, are we just doing GNCCs? Or are you going to try to run like another, um, like the like National Enduros or Full Gas or US Sprint or we do anything um, like that? Be, yeah, I'm healthy. So I'm like, honestly just planning on racing every weekend from now on so but uh the i'm contracted to do national enduros so i didn't do round one but i'll do the rest of them so that's that's the plan gcc's and national enduro but i'm gonna do some sort of racing on the off weekends gotcha that sounds fun i really need to make it out to one of those national enduros they sound really fun national enduro you you can't pre-ride the track correct nope no okay Oh yeah, all fresh. No, so they are they what, are fun. It's just a different kind of racing. Right. So what's your thoughts on that? Like, would you ever want to see maybe something like that implemented in the I mean, maybe not want to, but like do you like the fact of running fresh track to where you're really dependent on your ability to read lines versus your ability to memorize the tracks? Uh what do you like better, I guess? Um, so for me, I've always been more of a hair scramble guy. Mm-hmm. And then last year was the first year I raced National Enduros. And it was a little bit, I, I've done one or two before that, like here and there. And it's fun. It's just, it's different. You got to like just smooth out and just, I don't know, it's different. There's sometimes you don't even feel like you're going fast and you end up doing well. And sometimes you think you're going fast and you're like seventh place. And you're like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> But it's like you're just overriding and it doesn't you're just not being smooth and so it's a different kind of racing for sure and you do have to pick lines you got to be quick thinking um there is not as many but you do have some lappers because you catch up to the rows in front of you um but yeah i for me i've always been more of a hair scramble guy i do like the national enduro aspect just because it's something different and it gives that that type of racer something to go chase too so right. um yeah, I do like it. We do need different kinds of racing, so I think that's good. And last year I was starting to get them figured out towards the end, um, which was – I was happy with that, like the improvement. So I was expecting to do better this year. So, But already missing round one isn't awesome for the championship. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's different. So racing the clock and just uh, you don't really know how you're doing, which is hard. Where I've always been a racer where – I know where I'm at when I'm racing other guys. So, you know, if you're going fast enough or not. Right, right. Brendan, but what about you? Do you ever do any national enduros like that or anything? No, I I haven't done any national enduros. I've done some sprint enduros. Um, I actually did really well the couple of them I did last year. I would like to do some national enduros um, because, I mean, I grew up here, you know, here in West Virginia um, just riding, you know, just – trail I, yeah tight yeah trail um versus like the gnccs like i i really like gnccs and stuff but like you go out on a saturday afternoon on your e-bike and it looks like we've already raced on the track with all the e-bike tracks on it and stuff <laughs> yeah. like you know it's just it's crazy so um i almost would like us not to be even able to look at the track mm. 
everybody that runs after yeah. me can't look at the track. I'd be, I would be game for that. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, would too. Honestly, I would, uh, the problem is, is the whole e-bike world now is a whole nother side of it. For yeah. The, mm-hmm. It's money wise coming in for specialized who sponsors the whole series and everything. Right. But yeah, I was saying that we had the JNCC meeting at the end of the year and I was like, um, can we go back to just riding Sunday again? Cause originally like years ago when I started racing them, they only let us check out the track Sunday. Mm. And, um, so it was like kind of crappy, but kind of good. Like it sucked <laughs> having to get up early and go try to look at the track. And that was before e-bike time. So you were just out there on a regular mountain bike or walking and checking out the track. But I thought it wasn't as crazy as far as everyone doing three, four laps throughout a weekend. Right. Checking no. out the track and knowing, knowing every line that they, they want to know and what they're going to do. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Now, this might be hard to implement, and I'm sure you would end up getting into, like, protest wars, but, like, what if you could implement a rule where you're allowed to ride the track whenever you want, but you only have one lap? Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be probably a difficult one to catch people, you know, because they're just going to go across the (laughs) field somewhere and hop in and do another lap, you know, but... um, if people were if you could keep people honest i think it would that way you have a sense of the track yeah but then again you know has the gncc and both of you would be able to answer this question way better than brandon and i has g has gncc been to most of these properties so many times that you guys already have a pretty good idea of where you're going yeah i mean the track can be ricky i mean i'm sure he'll agree with this i mean the track can be ran a couple different directions you know and then like even if they don't run that spot for a year and then you know you go back two years later and you run that section of the track you still have it somewhat memorized um and that's that's why the speeds are getting higher too at each Mm -hmm. race is because everything everybody's memorized everything and uh also i think i think they ought to switch it up and just run dirt bikes on saturday and quads on sunday I think, I think no. they need to do that. that way we got that way we got some fresh trails so we're not riding quad ruts so. <laughs> Wait, what's no, your thoughts sure. yeah yeah no it seems like when i first came over it was like after two years you've ran both every track both directions because they pretty essentially just flip them around every year yeah and uh, so you kind of know where you're at on the track and and you kind of have it figured out but they they had some bike onlys here and there but generally it's uh the same same track but the lines do change a little bit but there's fun it's funny because like one year you'll go there and you'll see this hotline here whatever it ends up becoming the main line and then the next year that's just the main line you don't even realize that's the hotline anymore so it's like the courses keep getting like burnt in more and more like the tracks the are getting wider track. yeah they're just wider and wider so um, sounds like yeah, it's almost I, getting more because you guys are so good at uh, basically straight lining these tracks that it sounds like that yeah. that's kind of what's happening and that's becoming the main line right yeah yeah essentially it's uh it's they're slowly getting more and more straightened out and they're i mean they doze them in between quads to our to our races and like back and i was actually just talking to someone else about this not long ago uh back when i started it was like uh we always rode just crappy hard pack quad trail mm-hmm. and now it seems like they always doze them in between and it's 
actually like more like a motocross where it's like gets super ruddy and gnarly like every single almost every single race when it's super dry they can only do so much but yeah um it seems like every track's way more rutted than it used to be when we uh when i started back in 13 14 so the other thing is is like as these tracks are at least in my thought maybe is like as we're getting more one lined and you know wider is that where we're getting more gp style tracks um more and maybe not so much more technical yeah for sure there's there when we start heading north it they do get more technical which is good you get a little more rocks and roots and just a little more a little more technical but yeah i know down here in the south for sure it's like they're pretty uh pretty open and pretty fast and like you said we all know know kind of the tracks yeah unfortunately the the bad thing about that is is that i know that they that they are constantly on the search for new properties and everything mm-hmm. but but um they're just 800 acre yeah, well, with a perfectly flat well 1,000 acre field is is hard to find well, one, <laughs> yeah 1,000 entries in the morning is is insane just try to find a track for that yeah <laughs> yeah i heard something like they need at least like 100 acres for parking or something like mm-hmm. that yeah it's like they need a lot of parking so yeah it's hard to find find places unfortunately we've been like we've narrowed down to way less places than in the past years which partial partial reasoning was covid i think mm-hmm. but yeah we're trying to go to states and stay away from other states but yeah i don't know <laughs> we should be going back to them now so yeah right and then another track that we actually this track's been brought up a lot lately um, is uh, Unadilla. Um, it seems like that track is actually you guys have kind of outgrown that track. Um, yeah. Yeah, the track. Yeah, that track, track was super fun. Yeah, it was <laughs> short though. I think wasn't it? Short. Yeah, super short. And like, I remember watching the morning race one time. The women were coming around before the last row went off. Oh wow! So they were they were all messed up in scoring because the last row hadn't started yet, and then the women were already going by, oh. and it was a mess. But yeah, because also they have it's one of their biggest turnouts was there, right? And then that on the combination of the eight mile track, it was um, yeah, it was we outgrew it for sure. <laughs> if there was a little more land, it would be sweet because. A lot of people like that place. I like that place. But, yeah. I yeah. never went to that place, but just watching, like, I watched a lot of YouTube videos, um, like helmet cams of that place, and it always seemed like it was very raceable. Um, e- even for the quads, it just looked like there were so many different lines. Like, the, it looked like just the, 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 uh, the wood cover, the forest wasn't quite as dense up there, so it allowed people to kind of spread out and make these really, really wide line tracks. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And it was just always, it's always cool. Like Unadilla, we watched on motocross for years and years and years. Yeah. And it's just always cool to like jump on and off of that track and just, I don't know, it's a cool vibe. Just us off-road guys, we like to, when we do get to go on those cool tracks, it's cool during the race. So I always thought it was cool seeing you guys sky hit the sky camp. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sky I, shot. I think the last year they ran there, I can't remember if it was the last year. Um, I can't remember what year they did that, but I think I might have been in B class. It might have been my first year on a big bike. Um, I, I might have mm-hmm. ran A class there as soon as we moved up. The one track I wish they would bring back would be Powerline Park, and a lot of people disagree with me <laughs> with that place. But man, I love Powerline Park, so 
hard <laughs> slick and just fast. I liked it. <laughs> I heard rumors they were talking to them again, but I because I thought that place might have got shut down for a little bit because of a lawsuit or something. I don't know. That's the whole what I story, heard too. Yeah. Um, I actually I'm with you on that. Like look, most time people hate the hate the hard pack crappy races, which I don't love them but i always do really well at them for some reason so <laughs> yeah. I, it makes me like them more but yeah that place was always really like hard pack and kind of like skatey and it was mainly quad trail so it was it was good besides that stupid jump one year like i think everyone <laughs> worked in so yeah. well, i just saw uh one of our listeners craig just said that a works is racing at powerline park this year so maybe gotcha. that maybe that is in the works for a potential gncc get back there well if they're yeah. racing i'll probably head up there and do that one then with you know race a works here mm-hmm. and do that one because that was probably my old time favorite track i loved that place so yeah. Yeah. Um, when it was it was good there was one year it was really muddy and it was kind of like it was it was tricky it was slick i, re- and I remember that because i yeah that was what 2017 i want to say yeah something like that. i think so. yeah because yeah, i just moved up to a class and man i remember it being so slick out there um yeah yeah i got nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah like you could barely get up the bed, like up the little hills and stuff like it was just like it was like you're riding on just ice i mean it was terrible yeah. <laughs> have, have we ever ran we gncc have they ever been to loretta lens yeah yes, that's what yeah. i thought okay so i thought oh, what, it's been a while why, why have we haven't been back there i wonder i mean we obviously I we got enough. don't know i don't know the answer to that yeah that was another good yeah another good one uh, i've had the em the emtb uh, was an emtb only uh last year right and And they obviously got plenty of parking so yeah lots of parking they had the e-bike race there the last two years i think or maybe Mm -hmm. three but they do around there and uh barry hawk my team manager his son races all the e-bike classes so yeah yeah. they they always go to that and yeah, I'm wondering. I don't know. That's a good question. Should yeah. question them on that. why they don't go there. I don't know if there's not enough land or what mm-hmm. the what the deal is. But there was. I've only been there once, and it was pretty fun. I thought it was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I'm, I, I was I keep thinking of like motocross facilities, you know, because they obviously have enough parking. Yeah. And stuff. So I'm like, you know, like High Point, you know, they run there every sometimes most of the time twice a year, <laughs> and uh, and everywhere else. But I just keep thinking of like these big uh, motocross properties and that might have some woods and have plenty of parking, some new stuff. But I don't yeah. know gears. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, going into the rest of the season, do you have a particular track that you have circled, uh, that you're excited to go to? Um, um, I would, you know, from the outsider looking in, I would say, I would say snowshoe be the one you got circled, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I, uh, for some reason I like that place. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Uh, there, I go into each weekend, each race with the same mindset, but yeah, there is definitely some races that I'm like, Oh yeah, I like this place. So I go into it with a little more, little more enthusiasm. Um, I don't know. I just uh, snowshoe has always been just because there's like super fast, catchy roads, which is a little <laughs> bit like those. And everyone says I'm stupid for how fast I go down them, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're going that fast. <laughs> You ask Taylor Roberts or some desert racer, he'd be like, "You guys are going slow," but yeah, I don't know. So there's the super sketchy roads, and then the super gnarly technical sections. So yeah. I, I like it's like best of both worlds. I like both of it, both of those things. So um, snowshoe definitely. Um, need to go 
definitely this last year i of course broke my broke something i broke my pinky going to that race and i wanted to still race it so i still did and ended up i don't know like sixth seventh so not awesome but yeah um, with a broken pinky i was still like happy with it so hopefully going to this race or this year healthy and with a little more rock riding like definitely want to go ride and uh pa some and ride some rocks beforehand but um i like that one and usually i like iron man so iron man's usually pretty dang good do we, do we like hoosier or iron man which one <laughs> iron man. i like well typically iron man but last year the jet skis would have definitely done better <laughs> i made it to the two mile marker before i deep six my bike yeah. and turned it into a boat instead of a dirt bike so. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> that's a mile and a half further than stew <laughs> yeah because yeah because we passed him as soon as we went into the woods off the start <laughs> yeah oh, terrible i, I made, made it. it to the deep creek and then I, my bike stopped and then I flipped it over and got it running again, and it was making the most terrible noises I've ever heard a dirt bike make. And it still made it for another lap and a half, but yeah, then it was done. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of Stu, are you are you have you been down at the uh, Shoals training uh, mostly, or uh... yeah, yeah, I've been here with Stu and his crew pretty much for since I guess after florida really i've been up here so i went home to washington for a week or two just to kind of regroup and let the shoulder heal and then since then or i got back the week of camp coker so last week um and so yeah we've been down here it's been a good good crew of guys that are all wanting the same thing so it's been been good we push each other me and my teammate Ryder, which Ryder killed it absolutely killed it last weekend which was awesome to yeah. see um we've been riding together and then a few of his guys so yeah it's been good the shoals has a lot to offer it's got so many moto tracks and then a lot of woods tracks too so it's man, been good man seeing this just warming up finally yeah see, seeing the uh the aerial picture of that place is just it's wild i mean he's really really turned that place into a uh, insane complex yeah full-on facility and they got the the huge building they just put in and the gym's almost ready in that so it's yeah it's definitely crazy over over the last i think like four or five years it's like totally changed um i get a memory every year when me because i've always been buddies with Stu, so we'd come ride with him here and there and um i got i got a memory every year of us like out in the middle of that where his now it's a full-blown moto track we had just like a little turn track out there and we're like, we're so stoked on the dirt out there and how cool this track it was, this turn track. And now it's like a full blown moto track. <laughs> you can descend the national. So, yeah. That yeah. place is sweet though, man. They, they, they prep something every day for you to ride to down there. So, I mean, it's yeah, definitely, exactly. I mean, it's definitely one of the best facilities around for sure. Yeah. Like the jeans C's are getting like more and more rutted since they doze them every every weekend and uh that's the shoals is one place that you do not lack ruts the ruts are so deep <laughs> so, i've always struggled with ruts, so it's been good down here riding them honestly just practicing on them 
So uh, who drives you more crazy, a stew that is on a bike and able to push you uh, with being on a bike or a stew and a neck brace that is uh, yelling <laughs> at you? Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be riding with him. I, I'm bummed for him. But, yeah. yeah, he's always in good spirits still, neck brace or not. He likes to yell at kids <laughs> and have a good time still. We, uh, we actually went bow fishing this, this week, so that was good. Oh, Got good. Him back out. Yeah, yeah. He, we, the, we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about getting out, going bow fishing soon. And we, and at the time, he wasn't quite ready, so we were talking about if he was able to hook or rig a uh, crossbow up with a, um, yeah. w- with a bow fishing rig. And he he said he he looked into it, but it didn't seem like it was going to work. So he's able to he's able to get the bow back now, right? <laughs> yeah, he's got her dialed, and, and so that he's been taking his neck brace off more than he should probably (laughs) (laughs) that's not surprising yeah he's definitely like getting more healed up and more comfortable but uh the first time he had his neck brace on uh he was crashing the boat a lot because he could not turn to see where the heck he was going. So now with the next race, he's definitely a lot better driver too (laughs) (laughs) so uh did you had you ever went bow fishing before Stu? Or and like, what do you think of bow fishing? I, that's something I've always wanted to try to do, but it's really not a thing too much uh, up here in West Virginia. Yeah, I honestly never even thought it was a thing. Yeah, and then, um, that's why I started. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I lived in uh, Traveler's Rest with the Yamaha guys for years, and that's I started coming down here with him and now his mechanic uh, Corey, and we'd start going. Or they were already going, but I started going with them, and yeah, it's it's a different different sport for sure, but it's addicting. It's like you're just seeing when you're seeing fish, it is wild. You're just constantly shooting, reeling, shooting, reeling, and trying to trying to get them in the boat. But it's it's exciting. Um, I I don't know. I definitely just even after last night because we had a really good night is am pretty addicted. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed too. Didn't <laughs> take me too. out bow fishing when I was down there for a couple weeks. So. <laughs> Were you dropping oh, subtle yeah. hints? What is it? Were you dropping subtle hints? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, hey, look, look Stu, I got my bow in my, in my truck. <laughs> Apparently not a big enough hint. <laughs> yeah. He was probably well, too busy yelling at me to go faster. <laughs> Well, the water just started warming up, so he's like, the fish are just starting to get good. That's oh, his man. whole thing. The water starts warming up, that's when the fish get good. Huh. But yeah, it's competitive too. It's like, oh, who's got the most fish in the boat? Who's got it? trying <laughs> to be competitive. Somebody's stealing somebody's fish. Like, uh, I got these five over here. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the next three weeks looking like? So we got this off uh, recovery and just hitting everything you can, or? Yeah, I'm uh, like I said, I, I just like I hadn't been racing and I want to get back to like race shape, which is it's like you can train and ride all you want, which mm-hmm. is good. But it's like once you get out there for the three hours, it's just a new, different, little bit different level. So I'm planning on doing this weekend. I plan on doing a mid east. There's one not that far away. And that's it's Saturday because uh, Easter Sunday. And yeah. then the next weekend we might go rip southwick j day we'll see it's oh. kind of far but we'll see um and then there's an enduro and then james to see so yeah. that's kind of what I'm like we'll see i kind of go play it as it goes but kind of the rough draft right now you uh you ever going to come back and do a um mountain state hair scramble i remember you did one uh mm-hmm. shoot, the year i ran so uh, like... yeah that was good it was rocky and kind of mm-hmm. good practice for like <laughs> 
fuck your rounds. I, I remember that. I did it. Someone messaged me and said there was some big payout. So I was like, okay, sweet. It makes it worth it. <laughs> and, right? It was good. Me and Craig DeLong bought a little bit that day. Yeah. I remember that. Was yeah. that the one ever in Fairmont? That was the one in Elkins. That was the forest uh, festival race. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I was bummed that day because I uh, bent my chain guard in a rock section, and then I just got to watch Ricky and them guys go by me like until I got picked up. <laughs> hey, you got a good seat to the I show, did. right? I did. got a real, really good seat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was pretty cool. I remember that because like, everybody's like, Ricky Russell's here. I was like, what? <laughs> you don't get to see that too much around, uh, around here. <laughs> yeah. Mountain State. I, I think that's the only one I've ever done. Yeah, so, it was. Yeah, yeah. as far as was, I know. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll be ever. Uh, I'm sure you'll be over at the coastal shop too, won't you? I mean, here this summer. So I mean, come come out yeah, and play a few mountain states. Usually, what I do, like once the weather starts getting better, migrate north and stay at the coastal shop, and yeah, still try to do some locals throughout the weekend. So maybe we'll make it to one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, um, Brandon. I was just getting ready to tell you. You remember when Ricky was one of our first guests on this show? Yeah. Yeah. Our first bike guest. He was our first bike guest. So, yeah, man, that was seems like it was so long ago. You you hold a special Uh, place. Yeah, you hold a special place in our heart for that. (laughs) A lot of guys are like, who the hell are you guys? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, now we're now we're 72 shows deep into this thing. So, yeah, we appreciate you uh, coming on again. (laughs) No, yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely, man. And hey, Hey, you scored some people some major points in our fantasy game this past weekend. I, I, I don't know if you noticed that or not. <laughs> I saw your post. I didn't even realize that was a thing. But, yeah, I had a good handicap, um, fortunately. So, that was good. I mean, when you miss three races. <laughs> yeah, when you miss. So, so the way we have the handicaps working right now is only the top 20 get an actual handicap. And then anybody outside the top 20 is an automatic 22 handicap. So gotcha. uh, there was a few people that had the insight that <clears throat> that you were coming back this weekend and uh, they scored some, some major points. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You guys do that. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to make it a thing. Uh, yeah. Like right now, right now we're operating it off of uh, basically just kind of by hand. People are sending us their, their teams via uh, Instagram. messenger, yeah. Instagram, stuff like that. Next year we're going to have a website up and running and uh, um, I won't have to manually put in everybody's teams. That kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> A lot more work than you expected. It was it was a lot more than I was expected. Like we didn't yeah. really announce that we were going to do it until like the the week like before. the week before <laughs> because we didn't want too many people and then just to be overwhelmed and then like crap it for everybody. So we uh, so we just kind of downplayed it and uh, hoping like maybe only twenty some people were played. But like we have almost we're almost at a hundred people yeah. playing right now and it's oh, quiet. Nice. It's yeah. it's a little bit of work. But <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty badass, though. Yeah, we're hoping to make it a thing, and it, and it kind of promotes. Um, uh, like, like, riders and yeah, you ended up you ended up being the major scorer uh, this weekend, but it kind of helps promote guys that are that are just rising up to battle for that 20, top twenty <laughs> position because those are the ones that end up scoring the the most points, and then typically, like you would typically not score that many <laughs> as many points. <laughs> For sure. Hopefully, we can continue to keep racing, so I don't have that big of a hand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, yet, actually, Brandon, you know what? I've not. Uh, we've not yet had anybody mad at us for their handicap yet. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But like the handicaps are just basically based off of where you're at in the top twenty, so they can't really be mad at us. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> no. 
Bing, sure. we're going to have to put Bing Kelly at like a negative 20 because that yeah, dude just on rails. He definitely needs, yeah, you lose points if you pick him. <laughs> He's at a negative three right now, so you're only getting uh, fourth place points if you if he ends up winning. So, so But people are yeah. still picking him. <laughs> he's definitely um, he's definitely killing it right now. That sucks. It sucks to watch and not be not be healthy. But now, like I said, getting back going. Yeah, hopefully we can be up there battling with him because he's like. He's rolling. So you yeah, talked yeah. a little earlier. You talked about how you were right behind him for a while. Uh, how long were you able to keep toe with him? And and is he like is the pace he running that much faster? Or do you think it's it's more of a uh, like an attrition of the entire class kind of being depleted? Um, um, which do you think kind of plays more into the fact of his dominance role right now? Honestly, it's a little bit probably a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. But he also is like. He's, he's got a strategy, I think, a little bit. He he is just going at the beginning so hard that he just leaves everyone. And yeah. then he just manages the race from there. And he's just – he can ride. He can – not trail ride, but he can go fast here and ease up here and go fast here and, like, just, like I said, manage his gap. And he's had big gaps at every race. So uh, not every race. The first couple he was, like, a little bit – He'd still got a big gap by the end, yeah. He, so he had big gaps every race. Mm -hmm. But um, the last couple, he just gets in the front early and checks out and controls it. So uh, I think that's a little bit of strategy. And also he's he's obviously been working hard and came in super prepared. So, um, yeah, not taking anything away from him. He's, he's, he's on another level right yeah. now. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, but I'm excited. Again, I'm excited to see people like you – um, back in and you know uh, you know we're hoping that you you guys are able to stay healthy through the rest of the season because by the end of the season you know or towards you know once you get a few races under your belt man uh, we're excited to see you know start pushing for that put podium uh, battle yeah. and and maybe even bringing the battle to to Ben a little bit that'd be uh, that'd be awesome to see that's that's the goal man that's the goal it's uh it's a little bit I gotta like this weekend gotta gotta walk before you can fly so yeah. but yeah uh, just getting back. That's what I want to do is go get my feet wet again and kind of get uh, out. My goal was top five, which I was six in class, seventh overall, thanks to Ryder. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I I did kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to do it slightly better, but uh, I like I said, I'm healthy and and finished a three hour, um, actually feeling good. So um, yeah. Uh, hopefully just keep building and baby steps. Um, we got, like I said, three, four, this is like the longest break we've ever had between GNCCs in mid season. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but, um, we have four weeks, I think until the next one. So hopefully just keep, keep the grind going and come back and swing in four weeks. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, we kind of, even though we've had this schedule sitting in front of us all season, we kind of uh, forgot about the break. Forgot about the break, and now we got <laughs> now yeah. we got to figure out what to talk about for three weeks. <laughs> I, I was the same way. I was like, I know that knew there was a break. I just did for some reason. I was thinking three weeks, and then uh, just like an extra four. week. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of what we were thinking. <laughs> Long for Genius to see, and then because normally it's every two, but the last two years they've always had a three week, and mm. now they got a four week. So yeah, it's even it's different. But I kind of like it. Kind of like a little bit of recharge the batteries, and for me, build. I need to build and get back to where I was. So. This year's probably good. To let everybody heal up. Yeah, exactly. Because strength should yeah. probably be back, yes. and yeah. yeah, he should be back. He was from his posts. 
sounded like he was like almost on the edge for Camp Coker, but he wasn't quite ready. So yeah, yeah. So maybe you guys will have a good front uh, XC one by the time uh, Hoosier run, rolls around. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, see see a uh, a healthier XC one um, after the summer break. Yeah, yeah. that would Definitely. that. Yeah, you should be getting back going too by then. Hopefully, next next are serious i don't you don't want to mess with those no, but he's man. after summer break he should be should be solid should be good. he was telling us he would like to to race snowshoe but um yeah i say take that extra take that extra time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honestly not something to something to mess with when no. he just he's so that guy's crazy just to finish <laughs> after it happened and he already lost feeling in his legs and then they came back like I don't know if you're dumb or strong, but um, it was it was pretty gnarly to finish. So it sounds like a little bit of uh, a big co- or a perfect combination of both of those. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, and a little bit of luck because that could have gone really bad. Yeah, but, that could have been bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for very fortunate right there. So, yeah. but uh, hey. Uh, Ricky, man, we're, we're really excited. Like I said, pumped to have you back uh, in in the series. And and like when we saw when we saw that you were lining up this weekend, I was like, oh man, we got to reach out to Ricky and see if he wants to come on because it was cool to cool to see you back and cool to see you um, uh, racing right there at the top where you should be. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, we're 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 looking forward to to uh, seeing what you do the rest of the series. No, I appreciate it. Thanks. It was a uh, it was good. It, like I said, sixth seventh place isn't ideal but yeah it was just awesome to be back out there and actually battling with some of the fast guys for a little while so mm-hmm. it was good i appreciate it yeah yeah no problem man we'll stay keep her on two and uh keep getting those starts <laughs> yeah that's the plan whole shots i, I need gas, some gas, of those starts <laughs> i definitely need some of those starts you're getting <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right ricky well we're gonna let you go man we appreciate your time tonight and uh hey we'll talk to you down the road buddy sounds good appreciate it have a good night you too man. all right man we'll talk to you later we'll see you all right yeah it's it's pretty cool to hear from from ricky russell so that's pretty neat yeah man uh you know like we talked I, i was watching the bar to bar um series that the GNCC's putting on or racer tv's putting on this year and by the way that is that is awesome the the bar to bar or not the bar to bar i was gonna say i was like what are you talking about between Between the arrows between the arrows but why'd you agree with me we're going with you we're going with you he was shaking his head like yeah i i i I enjoy it too he's gonna gonna tell you that you're wrong i mean (laughs) bar to bar what am i thinking i'll let him tell you you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) bar to bar is a uh is a actually an mx track down in yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daggone it. You got to be better than that, Brendan. You got to correct me when I'm wrong. <laughs> Don't agree with me. We're going to have to make the Brandon and Brendan show. We're going to kick him out. It sounded so, like, serious. I thought it was. Like, bar to bar there for a second. Like, yeah, it sounds like a good name for a podcast, bar to bar. Somebody would have thought about that, I mean, when they were making it. I mean, I kind of like Split Line. Yeah, it's my favorite it's name it's for okay. a podcast. It's not bad. It's not, it's not too shabby. <laughs> it's not too shabby. Uh, no, but, but the uh, but the Between the Arrows is, is really cool this yeah. year. But where I was getting at is – when you watch the bikes this weekend from between the arrows, that row one just looks so small. Like Ricky mm-hmm. said, there was like what eight guys, yeah. nine guys on it, and that that really you would like to see. You would like to see a good like at least double digits um, on the front row, twenty or I'm sorry, uh, fifteen twenty guys. That'd be ideal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely this season's definitely taking a hit on a lot of riders. Um, I would say next year. 
you might see a few more XT2 guys get an XT1, though, too, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd say there's a few of them that are ready to make that move. Um, well, you only have one chance to defend, right? Yes, yes. So, uh, Johnny Johnny Gerard, I mean, uh, this is this was his uh, chance to defend, so he's going to have to go up. Um, um, so... You know, and yeah. then and then you're going to have the champion from this year, obviously, whether that's uh, Witkowski, Snodgrass, um, Ryder Lafferty, Ryder Lafferty. Man, that 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 class has all of a sudden become very interesting. Yeah, and that's what I was saying earlier. There, um, the the series is we're not very deep into the series, so I mean, anything can happen with the amount of yeah. races that are left. I yeah, mean, right. we're not even halfway through yet. So there was a couple of. Um, a couple of classes that at first you had a couple of winners that just kind of jumped out. Um, and then all of a sudden you're getting a lot of parody in the sport, uh, whether it be on two wheels or four wheels. Um, you know, Mike Witkowski has had a couple of bad races, which has let um, Snodgrass catch up. And I think he even has a points lead right now, doesn't he? I'm not sure about that, but uh, I know if, if not, it's pretty close. Right. Um, so we only really have um, – Two classes that are runaways, and that's that's the XC1 Pro dirt bike class and the XC2 ATV class with uh, uh, Shad mm -hmm. uh, taking the. Uh, he seems like he's having a lot of fun over there. Oh yeah. Remember he said he's just got to keep it fun. If he keep starts fun. getting serious about it, right. then he gets. Uh, so so did you guys? I don't know if you watched it, Brandon, but did you guys end up catching the Pulp Show this week? Yes. With uh, McGrath and I missed it and Carmichael. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because you don't bring up other shows in this I show. Know, it's we ridiculous. can't do that. We can't do that. Podcasts Anyways. don't talk about other podcasts. <laughs> uh, listen, you can you can talk about some. All right, um, it's not others. Uh -huh. uh, so, anyways, um, it was Kate. Was Kate? Was Caleb Russell? Was he the Ricky Carmichael of GNCC to kind of where he kind of I don't know. I don't want to say took all the fun out of it, but changed the sport. He changed the sport, kind of like Carmichael did. Like they were, they kept picking on him about how you know when he showed up, like Jeremy McGrath and all those guys were all just like shooting the breeze, having a great time, and then Carmichael comes out and then changes the sport and makes you know you have to actually start training and and all this stuff. Do you think you know KR was kind of like that for us? Uh, yeah, and also I think he had a couple of good guys to feed off of on that. I mean, you had Wibley, super hard worker. Mm -hmm. um, he put a lot of work in. I mean, you had Mullins. Mm -hmm. um, he dealt with a lot of guys to, you know, figure that out. I mean, um, but, yeah, I mean, I think he definitely stepped the game up, and uh, that's why you see this new style of GNCC. Especially the speed. The, yeah. The, how fast he could go the whole three hours, and and and, and remember when Stu came back after that break, and he kind of said he kept, he was watching what you know would go back and watch footage and how Caleb would do it and 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 how he would run the race, and he's pretty much like, dude, it's like a moto pace, like yeah. you got to run it like a motocross race. And, yeah. And um, so I was just thinking about that. I was like, man, I, like I wonder if you know if Kr is like the Ricky Carmichael suck the fun out. Everybody has to train now before you can you know really hard and. And uh, they run that pace. And is Walker that for the four wheels? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I think so too because, and Brendan, I don't know how much you have followed the ATVs, uh, but Chris Borsch had a completely different style of winning. Yeah, he won a lot of championships in a row, but he was always the guy that just did enough to win. Mm -hmm. I remember because I was pretty little uh, still at the time and when he was riding for Suzuki. I think I was, I wasn't very old that time. So yeah. Um, which that was what 2000 probably eight yeah back in his championship days yeah so i was on just got off of 50 i think so uh -huh. 
I maybe got on 65, still might have been on 50s. But he, um, from all the races I remember watching of him, he would make passes really late in the race. race. Like yeah. last lap pass, pass you win. Um, I think balance was a good one mm-hmm. to, you know, because um, he was he was always consistent. Balance was always, it seemed to be pretty consistent from, you know, the videos and stuff I've seen, which, um, but yeah, I mean, Borsch, he definitely had good racecraft to be able to pull that off, you know, them late that mm-hmm. late into the races right. every time. So, and then you had Walker that um, kind of stepped it up and tried to run away early because, and there was a couple years there that he would take off and he'd be completely gone minutes yeah. ahead right. on the first couple laps, yeah. just gone. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't stop charging until he got <laughs> to the finish either. I mean, so every lap was like a sprint lap for him. Right. And uh, I think that's like Neil and them, like, there's a lot of guys catching on and starting to figure that out. And I mean, that's that's kind of like the evolution of anything you know even supercross and stuff you see it i mean um the speeds and stuff that's is that's why everything's getting so much faster equipment's getting better people Mm -hmm. are getting smarter they got trainers um everybody's watching their nutrition and every bit of those little things add up and there's somebody that was doing it before everybody every time so you know and then everybody kind of figures that out and then it it takes another person to you know step it up and kind of go a little bit farther with it and i think like um bryson's kind of figuring it out on that side mm-hmm. of um how to elevate his game he's matched walkers and now he's trying to elevate it just, just a little bit more, more. Yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. it's cool to see it's cool to see like the generational talents like coming up like that and you see you like talk about bryson and how he's catching walker and then and then trying to add on to that but then you watch like it's it's crazy nowadays what racer tv is able to do with the drone footage and everything and you're watching in real time where where walker has is seeing it and then matching it and trying to elevate himself too and what we're creating is between those two guys is something that they are pushing themselves to a limit and then right now currently leaving everybody else a little bit further behind but then you got guys like hunter hart yeah. that they're in and probably ronnie rush in a couple of years and and um, austin admin and all those guys they're watching this and they're running with these guys and then a couple of those guys are going to like elevate their that pace mm-hmm. and that's what gets scary you know what i mean because it's getting scary now these guys are going fast <laughs> yeah. bike side and quad side you know ben kelly and him, could, can you imagine if it just keeps elevating and elevating it's like where does it stop? Yeah, you know, where does it stop? And I know you, you've never been a lapper in the in this situation, <laughs> <laughs> but I know for experience that like when these guys are coming up on you and you think you're going fast, because like I mean, I go to I I would go to Mountain State races and I would hold my own mm-hmm. and you know be a top ten ish rider, but then you go to you go to to the different you go to the big house yeah. and the speeds that they're running, like you think that you're running fast and all of a sudden it's just like they're there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's amazing to see it, it firsthand. Like when you watch it on TV and you watch it, you know, in person, you don't get a full appreciation of, of the speeds until you're behind it and try to keep up with it or try to at least just look at it while you are, are running. And it's just, it's just, it's beyond something that I can comprehend. And we talk about these guys elevating the sport and elevating themselves. And one thing that, you know, we give McGill like a hard time and, and, and joke around with him a lot. But for somebody that was in 
him and McClure. McClure yeah. mainly. Mm-hmm. Like McClure was used to the old style of Chris Borsch. Yeah. And and McGill grew and like those guys were established in that style of GNCC. And for this new style of GNCC to come on and really elevate like Bryson and, and, and Walker to elevate. And then you see somebody like McGill slip in a win or you see yeah. you see Jerry McClure finish a close second yeah. uh, and or third or, this or this this year. It's cool to see the the elder statesmen of the sport be like, okay, we can figure this out too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I've watched a lot of, you know, of the races and stuff, and uh, McClure, a lot of his wins I've seen have come in the end also with Borsch, you know, the same way he does it. Um, I think, uh, like, Miguel, he's super consistent. Mm -hmm. I think, like, um, he's always there. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, but he got to grow up racing with Borsch and McClure, and I think he he raced balance for a while. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that, yeah. Yeah, because I I remember – I remember McGill back um, mid-Atlantic hair scramble days, mm-hmm. and I was like four years old, I think, because that's when I started racing, and uh, he was on a, I believe, a TRX. Um, <laughs> he he was dominating everything around here at the time. Mm-hmm. Him and um, uh, Gabe Phillips came along, yeah, Jack Phillips. Yeah. Um, you had all them guys, and uh, but yeah, I mean the the progression of everything is uh definitely upping people are putting more money into it mm-hmm. there's different sponsors coming in um there's people living at training facilities mm-hmm. now so i mean like it's going to keep elevating Dang. until yeah that's the biggest thing is like training facilities and you always heard about motocross and supercross like that started over there mm-hmm. now it's coming over here yes yeah um i think the shoals is going to be a big one um, I think that's what I think Stu sees it. I think Stu sees it coming. Um, I think that's why he's doing it down there really good. Um, it's just the kids now are so fast, mm-hmm. and and it's crazy. I don't uh, I know you, you know Nolan and stuff. These five and six year olds and seven year olds are going so fast, and then they come off and they're like going to go watch Power Rangers or whatever else to like be a kid again. But they're like when you watch them ride, you're like. Dude, that don't even look like a kid. Like they're hauling. And then look at the racecraft that you see, whether it be on on, on social media or TV or at the GNCCs. The racecraft and the ability to manipulate the machines that you're seeing these kids on Stasics do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those bikes are so light that they're learning. They're learning how to have good form on such a innocent, not danger piece of equipment yeah and i mean also you got so many different platforms to look mm-hmm. at now too because back you know um say 20 years ago you didn't necessarily have youtube to go off of something mm-hmm. yeah or, you know these kids are they're studying everything that everybody's doing um you can really i mean like if you go to stews too like if you're not doing something right he'll tell you i mean and that's and that's good i mean that's what you want yeah um so, I mean, a lot of these guys are offering a helping hand these days, mm-hmm. too. So, um, it's definitely helping groom the generations that are coming up. Um, because, like I said, I mean, if Stu sees you doing something wrong, he's going to tell you. I right. mean, and when I was down there, I mean, he helped me out quite a few things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, he, <laughs> tell him, yeah. <laughs> but, he yelled at you a lot? Yeah, yeah, he yelled at me a lot. So, <laughs> I can't repeat exactly what you tell me. <laughs> you feel but, like a redheaded stepchild yeah 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 he was <laughs> he'll let you have it too so um but yeah he's you got people like Stu and um then 
uh, Caleb, like he's training. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even Ben and some of the yeah. guys. I mean, he's helping those guys out and stuff. Um, Caleb seems like his his training facility is more like exclusive, though, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think his is more like for now. Yeah, for like the the KTM guys, yeah. so to speak. And I, then uh, I would say he's going to be like a stew, and I think he's going to. You think? I think so. And then you got like the knowledge of like the past guys too. You got a Bar- Barry Hawk as mm-hmm. yeah. going coastal. Um, that knowledge goes a long way. Oh yeah. Um, you got Freddie Andrews with uh, with um, Babbitt's Cowie. Um, I mean, there's so many people that are involved that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of experience there that really helps. You know, they know yeah. how to get stuff done. Right. So and then you got you got like guys like like Coach Rob Beams that. Like, look what he did with Mike Witkowski. Like, you know, Mike was having a lot of health. Not, he was having a lot of issues with his fitness because of health reasons and everything. Yeah. And 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 he was able to to really bring his career to another level. And we got him coming on the show next week. So, um, all you guys uh, have any questions? Have any questions? Write get your down. get your pen and uh, paper out. And uh, uh, yeah, so it, it'll be a good show. But you know, the whole sport has really transformed into a professional athlete mm-hmm. sport and with that has come a lot of a lot higher speeds yeah. yeah yeah i mean if you think about it back in the pro day i mean shoot the guys will go and probably race and then come back and probably smoke a cigarette or uh <laughs> drink a beer you know have beers well, and, Stu still does well that. i mean he still does that but <laughs> i mean after he ran a three-hour race at pace he could he could have a couple and, and be okay you know calorie calories yeah you're, calories, you're pretty you know? far you gotta the, recover yeah you, you gotta recover. recover right <laughs> um but you know they're probably doing the night before you know what i'm saying i mean so it's just it's just crazy to see how the sports just keeps um elevating and 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 changing and and getting to where it has it's more of a fitness issue than it is more sometimes more than a a riding issue so yeah yeah so uh you know one thing we forgot to do at the beginning of the show with all the craziness going on we need to do the rundown for all the uh pro classes this this weekend i don't know if you had it i was going to mention it and i didn't want to call you out on it but (laughs) listen listen to you i've almost called you out on it i know right Uh, so in the four by four uh the pro atv class uh hayden nicholson took the win brandon frazier took third or took second uh and Mm. Burke Marsigla took third. So I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry you sorry. butchered that. I am I'm so but- you butchered that. I'm so sorry. But Hayden Hayden is coming on, and that mm. class is getting pretty interesting. Yeah, in the, because in the you know since uh, Landon has been to all of them. Uh, yeah, Landon was actually at this one, and he mm. ended up uh, uh, DNFing first oh, time, and I right. think he said 67 races. Wow. So that's crazy. Yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Landon friend of the show, but uh, uh, ended up uh, not being able to finish this past weekend. Uh, and then over in the WXC class, uh, Caitlin Osborne took the win mm-hmm. uh her second win in a row and that class is also getting very interesting tracy pickens finished second she's now in the lead in points uh jessica eloff took third and then where did um hannah hunter end up finishing 10th so she's had a couple bad races in a row one or she had like a mechanical uh she only finished three laps out of four so i'm assuming she had something go on in that third lap uh and then over in the xc2 class again jay shadron is is uh doing his thing over there and uh making it five for five um wyatt wilkin finished second and then steve harrell man steve harrell has really 
come on this year. Yeah. Um, came he, out of the, came out of the, I don't know what came out of the woods. I yeah, guess. Steve you know? came, out of the woods, <laughs> came right out of the woods. Steve, if you're listening, you're a big favorite when it comes to yeah. uh, fantasy. I end up selecting your name a lot for a lot of these teams. So I've been scared. I've been like, should I, or should I not? But yep. he's, he seems to be for real now. So yeah, I have to start circling that. Now. Well, I mean, he's for real now, but you, you're kind of missing the train because his handicap's going, going lower. Down. I know. I know. So you're thinking about picking him? I'm going to no. make his handicap even lower this week. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously over in the XC1 class, you had uh, Bryson uh, finish first, Walker finish second, and uh, John Glotta finish third. Uh, congratulations again to him for his uh, first ever podium. Uh, uh, but, man, there was a good battle between uh, Hunter and Devin mm-hmm. for that uh, fourth-place position, and Hunter ended up coming up on top. Uh, but, you know, i tell you what <clears> – <throat> Those three right there, John Galata, Hunter Hart, and Devin Feehan, that's definitely the next generation to be pushing up like we talked about a little bit ago. Yeah. Um, and then over in the um, uh, the morning bike class, uh, Caleb Russell ended up taking the overall, as, as we know. Zach Osborne took second. Um, who is that? Zach I don't Osborne. know. I've never heard of him. Uh, Taylor Jones, uh, she ended up taking the win over in the girls' Uh, uh, the women's division, Corey Steed, coming on strong. Yeah, that, that man, all these classes are getting really interesting. Uh, you've had multiple winners in in each class, and um, it's it's becoming fun. Um, really fun to be a fan and 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 watch the parody in the sport. And then Brewer, uh, oh, that's in Sportsman's. Collie. Yep, Collie. He yep. he took he took. Uh, Huh. Today, Junior. Today, Junior. <laughs> he t- well, he took third in the uh, pro sport, but then uh, Rachel Archer, she ended up taking the final podium spot uh, for the uh, women's class. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. T- t- today, Junior. Uh, and then um, in the – oh, man, I forgot to get the XC3 class. Oh, who, who won your <laughs> class this weekend? Uh, do you know? Hey, let's, let's let Brendan do the XC3 class. <laughs> I, I believe it was uh, Brody Johnson won, mm-hmm. Zach Hayes second, Hunter Newworth third. Okay. And it's, then I'm lost. Right there, that. yeah. And then I ended up eighth. Wasn't a good weekend for me, so I'd rather not talk about the eighth place finish on the weekend. So hey, it's gonna get. Hey, you're going to one of your favorite tracks next, right? Going to one of my favorite tracks. So yeah, you got the right hat on for it too. Yeah, Hoosier. Yeah, Camp Coker hasn't treated me well since I think we started going there. So don't feel bad. The last full gas sprint, I got beat by a 700 10 So. <laughs> it was, was two wheel drive though. That's why I keep saying. Two wheel drive. You mean four wheel drive? That thing would be a huh? You mean four wheel drive? How would it be four wheel drive, Brandon? Well, I don't know. That's what you said last last show. No, I didn't. I said two wheel. <laughs> tell me, Brandon. How would it be four wheel drive? I don't know. You tell me. It'd have to have four wheels to be four wheel drive. <laughs> I know that. That's why I was throwing a joke out there. Huh. Okay. No. Um, yeah. Imagine wrestling that big thing. Oh man, I don't know how he did. I, I, I kept telling him like, could you man, imagine if he's got an advantage? It. I don't know how he's got an advantage, but he's got an advantage. <laughs> could you imagine if you tipped it over while well, oh your heart God. rate would be just picking yeah. it up, yeah. buried in a mud hole somewhere? Uh, <laughs> it'd be almost like riding a quad. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> You dirt bike guys. The four wheel quads. <laughs> the four, the, the two, the two wheel drive four wheel quads. Yeah. <laughs> and then the XC two class rider Lafferty took the uh, uh, took the win there uh, with a wild performance. He ended yeah. up, I think he ended up fifth or sixth overall. Yeah. He was another very good selection in the split line fantasy realm. Uh, Lyndon Snodgrass with second. Mike Witkowski with third. 
that championship's getting very interesting. Yeah. So uh, excited to see what comes out there. Right now, I mean, at first I thought Mike was going to run away with it, but right now I don't know. Um, it looks like it's going to be a, a really good battle between those guys. You know who we haven't talked about and you're getting ready to hit on it is the third place and, and um, Grant Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking by who got third because I was, you know, Grizzly everybody's Grant. talking about Ben Kelly, Ben Kelly, Ben Kelly. <laughs> And uh, it's good to see Grant back, back up there. It was good to see Grant back up there. Um, you know, I mean, you know, that's somebody that, like, I'm a really big fan of. I really like to see uh, him do his thing um, and uh, uh, get up there. And, and you know, maybe because he, he started off la- last year with a win, and then it just kind of kind of like mediocre after that to his standards, I would say. Um, but it's exciting to see him as the season, season progresses to, to get up there and get on the podium. I definitely think he will, especially like a track like Snowshoe or something too. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's good in that, you know, that style when the tracks get tough. Yeah. He goes fast. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. And then how about Trevor Bollinger uh, yeah. with his second podium in a row? So congratulations to him finishing second overall. I'm telling you, I, I look for him to, to really step it up and, yeah. and, and maybe give been a run. I don't, yeah. I don't know if he can run that pace, but, um, you know, he's been third and now he's second. There's only only one place to go. Yeah. I'd like to up. get, uh, I'd like to get all three of those guys on the show sometime. Yeah, be nice. um, they, uh, um, I'm sure they'd be good interviews. It'd be fun yeah. to talk to them. I bet you Grant would be a good interview. Yeah. Well, like Ricky was saying, too, just where Ben's getting away early, if somebody can just keep him in touch the first two or three laps. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Make him work for it. Make him work for it in the beginning and might take him out of his comfort zone at that point. Yeah. So, and, yeah. <laughs> so, does, so, do we all think in four weeks that Ben Kelly does what Caleb Russell couldn't do in, six, in, in that six in a row? Hmm. I think so. I think so. I, I, mean, I mean, at this point in time, like Ricky, you know, Ricky's not – he's still building, right? Mm-hmm. So, you don't I – mean, he's I, got four weeks. He's got four weeks yeah, to build. But, but and, you know, you, uh, Brendan, you could probably tell us, like, what, when you're building, are you able to build when you're not racing? When you're I, not racing the GNCC? No, I don't think so. Um, even just – you, if you have an injury, you take time off. Those guys are still progressing. And then you're mm-hmm. playing catch-up. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's why you see after summer break, you see that last four rounds, there's a lot of people that are potential winners because um, the people who got hurt at the beginning of the year, it gives them a chance to, t- to make that mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. over a summer break. Um, gives them something to build on for a while because you got to have a – you know, you got to have a good base to really kind of elevate that. Because, I mean, if, if you get hurt and you take a six weeks off, and granted, I mean, a lot of these guys, I mean, even if you break an arm or something, you can still cycle. You can do stuff like that, but there, there's still no no practice, no, none of that stuff. And your perception for speed, everything's off a little bit. So, um, I mean, it's just like if you got to stay up here during winter, you take a month off before going first round, you might – if you went, say you went south for three weeks, you might have been really fast. And if you come back, you know, before the first round, you go back north and you don't ride for three weeks again, then your perception for speed, you can feel it. It's mm-hmm. off. You're, um, you just don't feel like what you did when you left from being down there riding. Or, I mean, time off is not good. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, um, you know, it's not like maybe Josh Strang could have raced Camp Coker. Um, do you think in, in this four weeks that, you know, he gets back on some little races and and um, is maybe a contender? I think that by the time we get to snowshoe, if these guys are able to stay, stay healthy, like um, – uh, You guys keep talking about snow. That's a long way away. 
That's like well, I mean, see, it's going to go how, bypass. How many, how many rounds? How many rounds till snowshoe? Snowshoe. So we got four weeks to Hoosier, mm-hmm. and then we got how Hoosier, many actual rounds though? So we got one, two, three. So it'd be four rounds, four rounds. and it's late Ju- uh, June twenty fifth to twenty sixth. I'd say if you give, so if you give these guys, if you give these guys four races to get back into racing shape because Mm -hmm. like you brendan you know there's nothing like being out there on the gncc track racing if you give them four races not four weeks not eight weeks not 10 weeks but four actual races getting in there i think by the time you get there if they stay healthy you know you you got guys that could actually potentially get up there and and challenge for a win And, and you know Stu being the confident person that he is with him telling us that he didn't think that, you know, uh, he kind of almost led us to believe that a win this year would probably be out of the question mm-hmm. because of, you know, he's lost a lot of strength. He's not even been able to do much of anything. Yeah. He's not been able to do anything, no working out, no nothing. So uh, I'm sure that this whole year is going to be a building block for him. Um, man, I don't know. I mean, I really, really do think that that the way this season has gone, that if there were potential for a perfect season, I know Stu disagrees, but I think if there was a condition for a perfect season, this year is it. Yeah, um, I still think it's going to be super hard to do. Um, you got, like, Jordan Ashburn, he showed a lot of speed, too. Um, Brandon's picking Jordan to win until Jordan doesn't win. Right. He's so consistent. <laughs> If there is a mistake, he's going to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he's just that consistent. Yeah. And yeah. Not saying that he can't. I mean, he can definitely just go out there and win a race. No, I mean, without, you know, say Ben didn't even have any problems and he won. But, I mean, what I'm saying is, man, that guy, he's just, he's consistently yeah. there. I mean, mm-hmm. top three, top three, top three every weekend. And consistency pays off after right. a certain amount of time. I mean, eventually somebody messes up. It's been several years of consistency. And, yeah, you know, we, and we've talked – when we, he had him on the show, it was like, you know, he he feels like it's time too. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, I, I see him in, as early as we still are in the series. Every round counts in the pro classes. Right. So, you have a mechanical or something, you're, no. you're gaining points back fast if you win. I right. mean, so – that's long year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long year. Long year, and it's hard to keep. And keep I mean, a bike. could you imagine? And, and knock on wood, and I do not want this to happen. But could you imagine if Ben Kelly would have a little accident, and what would this do to the the whole championship? Oh man, you could, these guys would be going nuts. Yeah. To, yeah. to try to to get back. Because <laughs> it, it, it'd be it'd be back to. Yeah, almost anybody's game. Yeah, yeah. level playing ground. Yeah, bit. like I said, I don't want that to happen. So, but I'm just like throwing it out there like a cloud, like because anything can happen. Like practice yeah. crashes, anything. Like it's, you know how it is. Dirt bikes, you fall on a turn, and next thing you know, you got a broken collarbone. You're like, what the heck? <laughs> it's yeah. just the way it works. It's usually the little ones that get you too. Right. Like the the high speed crashes tend to not get you as much as the slow ones for right. some reason. But yeah, so like I, I said, just just thinking about that would just be like, oh man. The whole series would just be jumbled up. So, man, it's been a good show. It has been a good show. Yeah, you're getting kind of tired. I'm getting kind of hungry. Well, you know, after working 40 hours a week and coaching baseball and <laughs> podcasting and we're trying coach, to work out, we're and, both coaching a C-ball team together. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's quite the experience. It's, uh, we had a game last night. Mm-hmm. Podcast tonight. Game tomorrow. You know, busy trying to fi- trying to fit in some training for racing and <laughs> riding and. 
Easter Sunday, you know, it's 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 a hard hard to do. Yeah, it absolutely is. Not everybody uh, can do it. Brandon, um, actually, before you do your sponsor, oh, okay. <laughs> before you do your sponsor, Brandon, uh, where can people find you to follow you on uh, on uh, social media? Um, I'm on uh, Instagram, uh, Brendan Poling three two six on there. Um, definitely need some more followers. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely looks better the more followers you got. So um, yeah, everybody get on there. And I know Doug. Me. I know Doug Kirk and the gang will go over there and follow you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, we appreciate you uh, coming on the show tonight, man. And uh, dude, it's been it's been a good show. Yeah, it's been a good show. I'm I'm glad you guys had me on. This is the first time I've well. This is my second podcast with you guys, but this is the first, first one in live. person. Yeah, first one in person, first one live because it's you, like it's our like eighth one live, so <laughs> you're not far behind us. <laughs> Everybody's new to the game. That's I guess, right. So. That's yeah, right. definitely fun though. Um, different change of pace. So. At the beginning of the show, you were probably starting to wonder. You're probably like, like, "Oh, have these guys done this before?" <laughs> these guys pretty... are whatever. You gotta love technology. Technology's oh, yeah. the best. I'm terrible with technology. So. <laughs> it's great. We're not. I that played good. dining set, table and. Man, see, like we're not very good see, at it. <laughs> you got you got stuff like that going on, Brandon. Do it. Are you you know, ready? You know what to do. Okay. Hey, so did you know? that the T in guts actually stands for trick. So why wouldn't you want a trick seat on your bike? Mm -hmm. You know, so go over to guts, get you a gut seat cover, man, because it's going to make your bike look trick, even Great. if you're not fast. Even if you're not fast, it'll at least make you look good on the track. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And then go over to uh, Still Savers, man. Save your guys, save some 25% off with the code SPLITLINE. Get you some Still Savers, some hand savers, some foot peg savers, an Apple Watch saver. They got it all. Save your whole body, I think. You know what I mean? Brandon, you put that bike through through all kinds of hell. Yeah. You got to save it, man. Save, the, save, save, it. save the seals. Save <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, so, and then, you know, XC gear. We got Brendan already told us how awesome it is. Yes, sir. XC gear is awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> great product. Great people to work with. Um, just all around. Right. Lance great is company. the man. Lance is the man. And yeah, all around great. Company. That's right. We're going to have him on the show sometime. He wants to come on. Right. So save you guys some, some arm pump, you know, cuts down on that stuff. And as Brendan said, like, if you go down, you don't have to worry about your bars being twisted all up or, you know, all out of whack and try to find a tree or something to smack it back in. It ha happened a couple times to me before. So, you, you know, take care of it, man. You know, it's a little extra, you know, a little bit of money, but in the long run, it'll save you a lot of time and effort. Okay. And then what have we got next? Sunstar. How do I forget about Sunstar? How do you forget? He, he's a Sunstar writer. You know he was featured in Sunstar magazine? Not magazine. Magazine. Not magazine. I wish it was a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, their blog. Virtual go, magazine. Go, go That's over, cool. Go over yeah. to Sunstar blog and check that out if, you, if you're interested. Um, you hear enough from me on here. You go. So, um, but no, man. Sunstar is awesome. Um, if you don't run them, I don't know what you're doing because... Obviously, what are, you know what they're made for? What do you run? What do I run? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Turn them on a the spot. Look at that. <laughs> Actually, right now, I currently don't have a chain and sprocket sponsor. Oh, so, oh, there you go. I've just kind of been running whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Doug so, Kirk. Doug Kirk needs Doug to Doug Kirk, he's, he's, he's listening, so. And he's, he's listening up, so. Brendan Poling. He needs to be running that case hardened steel. Case hardened steel won't break a chain. Yeah, that's steel, you know, nice sealed uh, uh, chain. Man, these things are awesome. I run them with mine, and they do great. And so you guys need to be running on yours. Um, don't have to worry about a chain and sprocket ever again until you wear it out. And it'll take some wear. So um, best money for the buck. Um, and then once you have all of that. That's right. Go race. Go get, you know, amateur. 
pro, you know, XE pro guy right you here. Go see if you can keep up with Brendan. That's Brendan, right. Brendan's been the man to beat over at the Mount Sanger. You know, or, or Adam McGill, you know, go, go check him out because those guys are usually racing um, Mount State Hair Scramble Race. Um, and even if you don't ride, if you're a fan, go check them out, man. There's a lot of good racers, a lot of good fun, and uh, fun to be had. Doug, Doug, Doug came through. Ooh, maybe. See, I mean, I feel like, I feel like Steve Mathis over here, like doing deals for people. Doing deals while we're still in the podcast. That's right. That's right. That's right. We'll have to uh, make a like. What's he do with the pulp sticker? Like the helmet deal? We'll have to see if we can come up with a split line helmet deal sticker. Uh, we'll get thing. you some stickers. Yeah. There we go. I'll rock them. I'll put there a little advisor. There, there we go. <laughs> no man. So seriously, guys, if you want to support us support them because without them we wouldn't be able to go live we wouldn't be able to eventually get our studio to where we want it to be we gotta get carpet in here so you don't hear the echo, echo twice bad. Um, yeah. but honestly if it wasn't for them we you know we wouldn't be where we're at right now so yeah we appreciate them. it yeah thank you guys thank you all the sponsors brendan poland thank you for coming in studio sure. uh ricky russell thank you for coming on the show yep. brandon thank you for coming in 10 minutes early today That's right Hey, thank you for showing up on time. Absolutely, man. I showed up to my own house on time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Episode 72. Peace. Later.